Supreme Podcast. We out here. Episode 13. 13. 13. 13. Lucky 13. Yep. We're out here. We out here. We actually had a little fun uh, idea for today. Going to walk you guys through a little bit of how we put together the Team Supreme Cyphers, because I think a lot of people have been asking how that goes. Uh, so yeah, hopefully we'll give you guys a good insight into what it's like uh, putting together a Team Supreme Cypher. Yeah, we were uh, feverishly texting all of our friends for who to interview, but like in true Team Supreme fashion, we waited to the very last minute. So everyone's down, but not like right fucking now because <laughs> we're like yeah you guys want to do the podcast and everyone's like yeah man when i was like can can you drive over right now <laughs> and then no response and then like a 30 minute delay and then oh i can come tonight man <laughs> we're like nah we're done after like what time is it like i've already worked too hard today it's two o'clock i'm done in like an hour it's classic producer stuff though that's to be expected i mean that's what happens if we try to collab with somebody last minute it's just you know that's how it is out here yeah i mean we could have asked yesterday but we didn't (laughs) nope definitely did not (laughs) but we've had we've been preoccupied with a lot of things i mean we've been busy we got shit cracking 2019 is we're doing some big stuff um hopefully by now if you're listening to this podcast you're aware of our uh, clinics that are coming up. Uh, we talked a lot about it last week. We don't talk about it too much this time, but it is happening February 10th. Yep, at the doc.la. If you guys want more information, go ahead and visit that link. Uh, yeah, five-hour beat clinics taught by Dane, myself, and Mike Penhouse of Penhouse Penhouse. Should be dope. Yeah, we have uh, we still have some spots open, but it did it did sell like pretty good amount of tickets already within like the first few days, so... Yeah. Um, if you guys are interested in that, I know a few people are probably on the fence because it's not, you know, it's not super cheap, but it's we 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 priced it at a place where we thought this would be worthwhile for everybody involved. We can afford to rent the place. We can afford to put it on the way we want to put it on. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, if it's if you want to feel like feel it out, maybe join us next month. Uh, I think the second one will be in what's uh, it? March? March, yeah, yeah March, somewhere we'll March, have, like middle of March. Sometime. Yep, yep, once a month. So yeah. look out for that. Um, but yeah, like Dane said, it's very DIY, uh, but it's going to be very professional. You know, we're all doing it ourselves, but like the location is incredible. We have an amazing uh, sort of run of of how we're going to be doing these clinics. Uh, if you guys want a little taste of uh, of how we're kind of doing it, you guys could hop onto the Facebook page or our Instagram and check out our video promo that we put together ourselves. <laughs> Shout out Dane on the green screen effects. <laughs> yeah, we. I think we, I think our next purchase on the Team Supreme account is going to be a legit green screen because that shit was fun. But we just we just made a little green screen out of a knot like a pink cloth. <laughs> yup. And I think if we had a real one, like we could make some way funkier weirder shit that's right watch out film producers we're coming for your jobs (laughs) (laughs) yeah speaking of that i don't know if we should talk about it if not we'll cut it out but um what are we we just got off the phone with uh some pretty exciting stuff that we're working on Mm -hmm. with red bull yep um you know i don't know if i'll double check before we release this podcast if we're allowed to talk about it but we might be doing some kind of like beat clinic type uh content mm-hmm. with red bull on their youtube channel which would be super sick because red bull's always been putting on for like you know the music side of things like they're really involved in a lot of other stuff besides their main product i guess which is yep <laughs> sports drink but i mean they're, they they've always had really cool like 
I think they had a festival last year, right? Or two years ago. Yeah. And they do, they, de- you know, they have their Red Bull Music Academy yeah, yeah, once yeah. a year. I, I've, I've actually applied to that before myself. And uh, I applied like six years ago. Yeah. I got denied. <laughs> Yo, same. But no, no shade. I mean, Red Bull has always been putting on for the music community. So I yep. think that'd be a sick, sick thing to do. To, for uh, to quote Michael Scott, oh, how the turntables. <laughs> Oh, how the turntable. Actually, I don't really know if I want them to know that I got denied. Like, like, Can we find someone better to do this? <laughs> Damn, it's <was> insane. <laughs> but yeah, exciting stuff, man. Exciting stuff. Yeah, we got clinics. We got the Red Bull. Hopefully this like series, maybe, if it, if it pops off. Yep. Uh, with me and Preston hosting, that'd be fucking crazy. Yep, and uh, yeah, and obviously, you know, the ciphers we're hitting once a month, still on it. We got volume one fifty four in the works today. Uh, stoked to see what you guys came up with with the uh, power tool samples that we gave <laughs> out to everyone. Uh, Have you listened to any of the, any of the beats yet? Yeah, I've heard a, a few, and they're sick. There's some really good stuff. I know producer uh, Raka. I don't know, or Chaka, if you know Chaka yeah. and Raka, actually, they're both they're both on the cipher. They both made beats, but uh, Chaka, I use his uh, samples a lot. Oh man, that that crew that he's a part of, Misc M I S C dot, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, they're amazing. They're, yeah, their I, whole did a, crew is I did a ridiculous. track on their last compilation. That's right, I forgot about that. It's super dope. Yeah, shout out Chaka. He came through uh, Comfort Zone the other night too, actually. Really? Yeah. Does he? He doesn't live here, does he? Uh, he's from Orange County, actually. Down by where you oh, where you grew up. I kicked it with a bunch of the not a bunch. I kicked it with two of the dudes from Misk in Atlanta. Mm. And I got the feeling they were all from out there, but maybe they're kind of spread out a little bit. I think so, yeah. I think they all kind of met through like SoundCloud and various things. So yeah. they're they're all over the place. That's um, dope. Yeah, they're they're sick, man. Take a look out uh or check out Misk on SoundCloud. They're they're coming up. Their crew's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, so I guess for the today's episode, it's gonna be a little different. We're gonna answer some questions. We didn't, we didn't even like remind anybody to send in questions. But last week, we didn't even get through all of our questions, so we'll read a couple more uh, that are just in the inbox. Yeah. Um, and then my idea for this episode, if we can pull it off, is to have Preston kind of walk us through how he makes the uh, ciphers. Yeah. Because this, I mean, we're on volume one fifty five, and it's one fifty four. And it's kind of been a mystery the whole time. Like even to me, I don't, I mean, I was involved, you know, volume one through 10, kind of me and Preston would sit there and listen to the beats together and we would kind of like decide what to put on there. But after like number 10 or something, Preston's done the next 140. So (laughs) I'm out here, bro. So I'd love, I would love personally, I think it's a good idea for an episode because I would personally love to hear your process. So I told Preston like, you know, just turn the mic on you know, a few times as you go through this stuff and explain what you're doing. Cause I think, you know, if you're a producer who's, who's always kind of like trying to get on it and you're kind of, um, frustrated or you feel like maybe like you, you just want to know how it works. Yeah. Um, pressing, I think it would be interesting for everyone to hear, you know, how big of a task it is to listen to the, like hundreds of beats mm-hmm. and put them together into like a succinct, 30 minute mix you know sure um, it's a lot harder than it looks i would assume <laughs> yeah yeah it, it is i mean at this point I, i'm like pretty smooth sailing i've got my system down which i'll walk you guys through uh i will say each cypher probably takes about like f- 
on the low end side, five hours to put one together. On the high end side, it could take up to like eight to 10 hours to put a cipher together. It just depends on how many tracks we have submitted, how many I'm, I'm feeling like putting into the mix, uh, and how much free time I have on my hands because, damn, it takes a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. There, I mean, there's a there's a step-by-step process that makes it a little smooth sailing for me. It makes it a little easier to, to make it all happen. But, uh, yeah, it's I can't believe it's been 154 already. Like, it, uh, it feels like it just flew by. Like, I, I don't even realize it's been that many. <laughs> it's a lot of, uh, lot of beats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You know, I, I, I do listen to all the tracks myself. You know, since day one, I've really listened to every beat um, myself. There's certain ciphers where I, I will let, if, if, a, if a guest is curating a cipher, someone like Saruda or like Carmack or you, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll allow the, uh, the producer, invite the producer to actually listen to the track so they can make the selections themselves. Uh, makes my job a little bit easier, if you know <laughs> what I mean. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, and then that makes also makes a lot more sense yeah. because they're the ones curating it. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes it more in their vibe. So there, there have been ciphers where uh, you know, like I know Saruda listened to a lot of his, the Courteous Fam cipher. All of the, all of those guys listen to the beats. Um, so yeah, usually when there's a guest that curates it, just know that uh, they usually listen to all the tracks as well as me as well, you know too. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna little bre- little breaking news next next month. You know, speaking of guests uh, curating the ciphers, we actually have a cipher for volume 155. It's gonna be us and uh, and um, Nightbase collaborating together. Yeah, so that should be dope. So that's gonna be is that gonna be like a house cipher? Yes, that's <laughs> gonna be all curated in the style of Nightbase. And if you guys don't know what that is, go ahead and visit Nightbase on SoundCloud. Check out PD Clicks. Check out AC Slater. Um, those boys are killing it right now. Their parties in LA are insane. I don't know if you've been to one yet. Their parties I are crazy. Um, my girlfriend is extremely into Night Bass. Like she's gonna be hype about this. Hell yeah! I gotta tell her about this tonight. But uh, yeah, AC Slater is a legend. Um, PD Clicks. I know he. You know him at Icon as well, right? Yep. Yep. Um, that's gonna be fucking awesome. I think for me, like I'm excited to try that because it's not usually the genre that I produce in. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do a lot of house stuff, but I know that I, I would love an excuse to try. <laughs> yeah. So this is, sounds like a perfect, you know, thing to try. Yeah, same. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to go for the, go for the goal, go for the deep house, deep, <laughs> deep house. What is the difference between house and deep house? I, I think deep house has just got a, I don't know, to be honest, that people are probably gonna make fun of me, but I think it's just a little more aggressive than your normal house. I guess that's how I describe it. It's like got like a little more house, distortion in it and shit, I think. To me, like, it seems like deep house would be like the bass music of, because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. it's, it's more like true, like, like a low end kind of texture. Mm-hmm. but i'm just guessing i don't i'm to be honest i'm ignorant with with what house is <laughs> yeah honestly when i think of deep house i just picture the techno viking in my head and uh yeah no offense to anybody that makes deep techno house, viking yo uh, <laughs> everybody google the techno viking because if you haven't heard of that you should watch it it's pretty it's pretty amazing <laughs> i just think of that and i think of the bergheim in berlin uh shout out to those guys living in berlin i know you all make house and nothing else because that's all that's out there uh but they kill it they kill it for that reason oh yeah <laughs>
right, let me, uh, let's pull up the questions, yeah? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. See what we got. I think we got a good question about some gear. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is uh, something we haven't talked about before. Yeah, um, okay, here we go. All right, here's, uh, let's start with this one. This is about ciphers and stuff. It says, cool. hey, what up? This is from Daniel. Hey, what up? I'm trying to get into a TS cipher and working hard. I think I progress faster if I work with together. I moved to a new city and now trying to find people who are doing electronic music production too. What can I do? Woo! Uh, Preston? Great question. Uh, I I mean, I, it's awesome like to sit here. I've done 154 of these ciphers. I've put them together myself. So I've seen a lot of artists start... Uh, very young and and i've seen their progression of their skills develop from cypher to cypher um just keep at it you know make make a beat every every month you know throw it throw your throw your beats into the pile every month you never know i i definitely take notice of young artists um people that are just getting their feet wet and i can see like if you if you stick with them you keep on doing them over and over again I can see a progression and like honestly I, I don't pick the like what I think are the best beats. I just kind of pick whatever I vibe with and and a little bit of uh of uh what kind of decides which beats make it into the mix or not. It honestly is like whichever are, are kind of effortless to mix into the mix, like whichever ones just happen to work into the mix. Uh, I'm on a limited time schedule, so a lot of times it kind of just comes down to that. Like maybe your beat uh, just fit the vibe of the cipher. You know, it might not be the best mixed or whatever, but if it vibes well, that's really what I care about the most. So uh, just stick with the cipher beats. What you said about collaborating with other people is awesome uh, thing to do as well. I've noticed a lot of young producers. Um, submit beats on their own and then uh occasionally work with other artists um uh and i don't know why, why but every time i see a collaboration on a cypher it just like it just feels great like you can tell like i don't know they they just put some next level effort into it and uh i think that's a great thing to do uh so yeah definitely try to find someone to to kind of work with on a beat for a cypher if you haven't um that's actually how i created penthouse penthouse was by collaborating with Mike on Cypher Beats uh, just randomly. And it kind of turned into our, our whole project and brand. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a great learning experience. And uh, yeah, just, just keep on it, collaborate with people. And uh, if anything, just download the samples because they're always tight. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think, I mean, we had, the, the second part of his question was like, what can I do to find more people? And I think if you guys go back and listen to the last episode, Mike Parvizzi had a lot of good, um, mm -hmm. and we did too, but we've answered that question in, in different ways um, over the course of multiple episodes. So maybe check out some of the older episodes. But in general, we usually just tell people, you know, go to these shows, go to, Go put yourself out there into the actual realm of, you know, practically where these where you think these people would show up to. Because, um, like Preston said it last week, like music production is a very big thing right now. So there's probably someone or a lot of someone's near you in your city. You just got to know where to look. Um, obviously, I don't know where you're from, so I can't give you an exact like go to this club. Um, if you're in LA, I would say go to our show, Hypnothesis. I would say go to. Uh, comfort zone i would say go to like 143 go to night base mm -hmm. um that's la but i mean you know try to find whoever is the if you're in chicago or whatever like follow blake scouring i'm sure he's going to be tweeting about chicago events and like yeah if you're in uh you know what are some other places like if you're in new york like follow 
who's in New York? <laughs> uh, I think like Crateful Head. I was gonna say Jonathan Stein, yeah, uh, he but he's not. Back. He's he's out here. He's in Inglewood now. Jay Stein. Yeah. All my in New Inglewood. York friends don't live in New York anymore. <laughs> Actually, a few of them do, but they're not in the music like vibe. But um, you know, just try to find like a maybe someone who's like a lower, not lower, but like a lesser known producer or someone that you look up to who's like, you know, not super famous. Follow them on Twitter and like harass them if they're in your city. Be like, yo, what's going down? And like, usually they'll have somewhat of an idea, you know? Mm -hmm. And these shows are kind of the playground for uh, producers to kind of like come and talk to each other and kind of feel each other out and maybe make a collaboration down the line some sometime. Yeah. And I honestly, I've seen a lot of collaborations happen from uh, artists finding other artists through our ciphers. Like uh, if you listen to one of our ciphers on SoundCloud specifically, you'll notice that uh, we, we make marks or comments where everyone's beat uh, sort of happens on the cipher. And if you hear some uh, someone's beat that kind of vibes similarly to what you make, you should just like literally reply to their beat, you know, at the time on the cipher where their beat is and say, hey, like, I love your tracks. Like, would you be down to collaborate? Like, I'll send you some stuff. I've seen this happen multiple times and I've noticed uh, collaborations popping up from that. You know, it's a great way to kind of find people that kind of make similar stuff that you do as well. For so, sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. All right, cool. Um, let's do the next question. This is from uh, Psychot. Psychotics. Oh yeah, Psychotics. man, he's dope. Really? He's dope. Yeah. Yes. Um, hey, Team Supreme. Uh, thanks for featuring me on the Volume One Fifty Three Cipher. Yep. It means a it means a lot to be noticed. Hell yeah. Uh, my question is: In a time where collectives are and moving up as a team, like you guys push strength in numbers, is it best to start finding artists you click and vibe with and building something, or is it better to focus on growing your own? brand and image bless up from london and hope to catch one of your shows soon Damn, nice i think i mean if mike parvizzi would hear was here he'd probably go on a rant about uh not thinking of it as your brand but as your actual music yeah yeah <laughs> but yep. i mean yeah that's what your brand is i mean i don't i don't think of it as like a negative thing to call it that but my my advice is always like stick to um making sure like your music is getting better mm -hmm. you know but with that said, you should have people you can, you know, bounce ideas off of. So I think For the sure. answer is kind of yes, both. Like mm -hmm. focus on your music, focus on getting better. And like one of the only ways you can know if you're getting better is if you're surrounding yourself with other like-minded individuals who True can like that. give you honest opinions, you know? True that, man. For sure. Amen. I think it's just a good balance. For sure. You need both. Uh I was watching an interview with uh, Conan O'Brien randomly out of all people the other day. And he was talking about uh, how like he doesn't really value talent so much. He all he cares about is like, you know, if, if you're easy to work with, like that's really the most important thing he values. Like he has no time for talent. There's so many people that are more talented than both of us sitting in this room right now. But uh, I think the reason why we get to work with a lot of people and the reason why like we connected this whole crew together is because we we're easy to work with like we love working with each other so just like yeah definitely put yourself out there like that you know don't try to be too much of a hermit have a good balance between the two like dane said you know uh and yeah shouts out to london man i hope we get out there soon that'd be dope yeah definitely that'd be awesome um all right cool speaking of international questions we got another one from uh australia from ben what's up ben um, all right, massive love to the Team Supreme crew from Perth, Western Australia. 
Uh, Great Dane, please tell me you've linked up with Ivy Lab for a few studio sessions during the Jinx tour. A collab between you all of you all would be insane. Uh, would also be mega dope to have Ivy Lab and Great Dane tour in Australia. I would be fucking down. For Hell that. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, we actually didn't really link up too much in the studio while we were on tour. Um, but we did show each other like lots of our next kind of like releases and um, sent each other beats. So, you know, there's definitely a possibility that some of the beats I sent them and some of the beats they sent me, we could either like collab on or, you know, just have in each other's sets. But that that would be something I would definitely be down to do is start collabing with them. Like we, we get along really well. Like Preston said, like talent is cool and all. Like there's a lot of talented people, but being easy to work with and like, being like a person that like is open to working with people. Like I think Ivy lab is a great example of that. Like they're just, you meet them and they have no like sense of like, Oh, like we're too cool for everybody. Like they're like, nah, like we are super into music and we love music and let's talk about music and let's, let's, yeah. let's collaborate. So that's one of those, those groups that I could definitely see that happening with. So yeah, <clears throat> I could be wrong. Didn't you, did, have you done a track with Ivy lab before? No. Oh, okay. I thought you had done one with them and Um Dot Dot for some reason, but that might have been a different producer. No, I did. I did one with Um Dot Dot, but not with Ivy. Oh, okay, yeah. But that'd be hard. Though. That's that's definitely a, a possibility, and that would also tie into maybe like getting some ties. Like it's cool to to work with people from other, um, totally different regions. Because like like when I worked with Hoochie last year, I didn't. Even, I I just put a, a track out on his um on his label, I didn't do a collab, but like just doing something with his label, like opened up a lot of doors in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, think outside the box, like for all the producers listening, like it might be worthwhile reaching out to someone like, well, how do I get myself out there? It's like, well, reach out to people that are completely outside of your circle of whatever. Mm-hmm. And someone who's never heard of you would like hear of you because they like this other artist that you worked with, you know? So definitely that's probably the easiest way to get like, I mean, I, I'm, I haven't done that many collaborations, but I've seen that work with a lot of people. So I'm kind of ranting now. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. That wasn't even the question. That was just the first. Okay. He said, uh, it would be really great to hear more crossover within the halftime slash beats scene in America and the UK. It was great to see Saruta release a track with Alex Perez and more collabs like this need to happen. Keep up the inspiring work. Mad respect and love. Uh, Rob one. Hell yes. Nice. And he Hell said, yes. P.S., the halftime scene in Perth is kicking off. Check this uh, Check this link for New Forms Perth Halftime Compilation Volume 1. Ooh. Giddy up, I'm man. I'm down, dude. A Perth like compilation album of beats, dude. I have, That'd be like, awesome. I'm super down. That'd be awesome. Uh, we'll check that out. Thank you for writing in. I guess there was not really a question in there. <laughs> no, but man, we, but, need to, we need to make it Australia too, Yeah, man. fuck yeah, Australia. I don't know how we haven't gone to Australia yet. Seriously. I need to drive a ute before I die. That's on my. That's on my. What's that? Death list. So that's. Uh, it's it, they. They only make them in Australia, but they're basically like sedans where the back of the sedan has been chopped off like a truck, like El Camino. Oh, I've seen. Yeah, they make them, and it's just a super awesome. I don't know why Aussies like are the only people that have utes, but <laughs> you guys have all the fun, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, we got uh, Australia in the mix, UK in the mix. Uh, we think we have maybe one more. Let's see. Uh, okay, last question. This is from Malachi. I think Malachi's written in. I don't know if this is the same Malachi, though. This has maybe a different last name. I don't know. Cool. Anyways. Hey, Preston and Dane. Uh, just some more questions that popped up while listening to the podcast. Uh, one, you mentioned that both of you like analog gear. What is your favorite synths, drum machines, hardware? Yes, great question. I, I definitely have my own little thing, go-to things, little toys that I play around with. Uh, recently, I purchased something super cheap that I've been using to sample stuff on, and it's a micro cassette recorder. They're like 20 bucks on eBay. You can find them from like the 80s, and they're great to get like lo-fi recordings of samples. Um, I literally just run it. I, they, they come with built-in microphones, so you just walk around, record shit, record them back into Ableton, and use them for sampling. It's pretty awesome. Uh, and then uh, beyond that, like in terms of synths, uh, I have my go. I have a few go-to synths at home that I use, and uh, yeah, I mean, I have one poly synth and I have one mono synth. I think it's good to have one of each. Uh, for the mono synth, I have this little uh, analog synth from the '70s called the Gen SX1000. Um, it's actually from Italy. I bought it on eBay. I had to get a, like a giant power converter for it, uh, but it sounds incredible. Um, and it's just really one little mono analog synth. Super simple. Uh, easy to use. Um, I highly suggest picking up something like that that you can just like get your hands on real quick and just play with. Something that you don't have to go through a bunch of menus on, not like a giant workstation synth. I would stay away from those. Uh, and then the other synth that I have is like for a poly synth, I use a Juno 106 classic analog synth from the 80s. It has that amazing chorus sound. Uh, crazy type of brass and uh and vibrato leads uh super 80s vibes so you know you know that works well for the penthouse stuff um but yeah i i'd suggest looking at something like maybe a little mono synth and a poly synth to complement each other you know something like that uh but yeah i don't know what about you dan what you've been working with i don't really have any synths, man <laughs> i wish um i have i have a my favorite thing that i have like which i guess is an analog thing is my record player which is just kind of my go-to synth hell yeah hell <laughs> just, yeah man if i want some new sounds that i don't have in my computer i just i have a stack of like 50 cent 25 cent records that i just have in my like table that's right here and i'll just dig through old stuff and try to find like like one drum loop or one just anything like yeah. any sound from a vinyl like there's so many cool like the the world is Full, like there's so many unexplored sounds out there. Like just go to your local record shop and get mm -hmm. like like 20 records. Like the one I the one down the street from here, you can get um like they have a bargain bin where you can just get like 25 cent records, you know? Mm -hmm. And you might just use one thing from one record, but that was, you know, yeah. It's something that like I have multiple tracks right now where like the main thing is based off of like a loop I found in a record, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you obviously don't like rip off these artists. Like, pick stuff that's gonna be, you know, you can make it your own, mm -hmm. um, and hopefully something that's not like already a well-known record that people yeah. are like, "Yo, you stole this from something." <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I was gonna say like, I don't know if you've seen the video that Carmack did on YouTube. I forgot what company put it on, but he basically did a series. Where, oh, Rhythm Roulette. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Aaron made a beat out of 
uh, vinyl samples and like a record. He even like the kick drum he made by like literally punching the record player as it was recorded. <laughs> and that was the kick. Like he made everything from the record player. So if you guys want to have an insight into like what tricks you can do with vinyl, like check that video out. Cause Fuck it's yeah. pretty amazing. Uh, and on that, you know, I was actually thinking about uh, Mike because Mike told me recently he's been uh, sampling things out of the CDJs that they have at their place uh, where, like, they use the pitch tool to, like, slow records down, like, a thousand times and then resample that and, like, speed things up like crazy. You can get some insane effects out of uh, CDJs as well, which maybe we'll use for a cypher sometime soon. That would be sick. Because it does sound pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Well, I guess, well, his second question is, does a straw have one or two holes? <laughs> I'm a little too hungover to answer that right now. <laughs> Yo, it's Tuesday. What were you doing last night? Huh? Um, everybody that's on Instagram live, we're going to end the podcast in like two seconds. But if you have any last minute questions, please feel free to ask. Otherwise, we're done. <laughs> yeah, just keep spamming the questions. Hopefully we'll see one. Or if you just want to shout out your bong company or something. <laughs> uh, when, all right, here we go. When will we find out if our request to reserve a seat for the Beat Clinic is approved? Um, I mean, we kind of worded it as reserve a spot or whatever, but if you bought a ticket, like you're in. Dude. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Should it's, be good. it's more of a ticket situation. Obviously, we're going to like, before we do the clinics, we're going to try and vet you guys a little bit and have um, have you send in some... Uh, at least like some info on like if you're a beginner or whatever. But um, if you bought a ticket, you're you're coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a list already started. We're checking it twice, uh, <laughs> and it, it'll it, you know once the spaces are all all filled up. If you try to buy a ticket, it'll let you know that that it's filled up. So yeah, if, yeah. if you were able to purchase a ticket, you should be good to go. Uh, but they are selling quick though, bro. Like we checked today for the first time, and we're on the move. It's happening. Yeah, he said. It. Yeah, he said the money just like wasn't taken out of his account yet. So I, yes. I'm, I don't know if we we have a list of who like clicked that they're guiding a ticket. So I don't know what's going on with like that, but we know if you're coming. Yeah, so. should be good. Uh, let's see. Hold on. There's more questions than I can read from this far. Uh, who submitted to the current cipher in the chat? Oh, they're talking to each other. The, hey. See, there you go. It's good. Good moves. Uh, will you guys be touring in the Bay Area? for clinics and performances. That's the goal. Yes. We got to make all this shit crack off in LA first, and then that is the goal. Um, yes. February, probably. I mean, uh, sorry, April. Yeah, I do have a location already locked for the Bay uh, for a clinic, so it's in the works for sure. I think in San Francisco, like in the city, uh, we're looking at right now. So keep up, keep or, or stay tuned for that. We'll keep you updated. Dude, a lot of people are like talking to each other. Like that's totally like the move. Like everybody just talk to each other. Don't even talk to us. <laughs> uh, would Team Supreme ever come? Oh, Psychotics, yo. Woo. We just answered your like actual email question. So uh, we'll just let, let the podcast. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Yeah. Huge fan though. Yeah. Your shit's dope on the on the new cipher, man. Yep, yep. Uh, you guys going to Nam? Are you going to Nam? Uh, no, I've never been to Nam actually. Uh, but I I I'd be down. It just always happens on a weekend where it's like there's just so much going on. Uh, but I'd be down. I'd be down to go to Nam. We should have our own booth at Nam. I know that'd be sick. That'd be great. Can we have a Team Supreme Beat Cinema Mini Festival por favor? Woo, please. That's quite an idea. Those are the homies. Be super down. Yeah. yeah, Beat Cinema is 
fucking tight. Yeah, I, I still want to be a judge at Beat Cinema. I want to judge I one of the beat battles. Isn't Beat Cinema like a, just a show now? Oh, okay. They Yo, haven't done a battle in a while, huh? Are they still doing battles? Can you answer that? Because we got we to gotta make that happen. Oh, there we go. It's all dark. A while ago, we did a beat battle on Holy Ship and uh, like live on the main stage. And it was one of the most fun things I've ever done. So yeah, if we could make that happen with Beat Cinema, like let's get it going. I'm yeah. so down. All right, someone said, what was the best cypher of all time in your opinion? Oh, shit. <clears throat> oh, man, that's such a hard question. I think... Uh, I really like the selection cypher that we did. I think that was like volume 71 or 73, something like that. Um, I also like... The Carmack Cypher was sick. The Courteous Fam Cypher was amazing. Uh, if, uh, if we go all the way back, I think it might have been volume 20, something around then. Uh, it was the Oshila sample cypher where uh, Jemba had given out uh, the Prince Oshila sample for everyone to remix. Yeah. That was really fun one. And then maybe volume one, just because it warms my heart every time I hear it. <laughs> my favorite, I think, is volume 14, because um, I think we had, like, secretly, like, we had John Wayne on there, but he was, oh, um, yeah. He had, a, he had a secret name. So if you look at volume 14, right. look up uh, E Quick Knox. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I, I don't want to, like, give it away any secrets, but that was, like, three, four years ago. So I don't think he would care. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's a John Wayne beat on there. And my beat on volume 14 was also on Alpha Dog, because I, like, finished it. And it was on my first album, so I love 14. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, Courteous. Yo, so that beat, Courteous, um, uh, I mean, for the Team Supreme people out there, like, they're, I mean, you guys probably know, like, if you heard that track on my album, um, it's all the samples from that cypher. I just never turned it in. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, well, I got to at least give them a shout out, like, because it's from the Courteous Fam cypher, like, that's where that beat started, but then I just... I kind of wanted to turn it into like a full song and then I, I kind of like missed the deadline. So I was like, well, I'll just put it on the album, but I'll give him like, I'll name it courteous, you know? <laughs> Classic Dane. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I missed the, I missed the deadline. But. I have like a hundred emails saved in my email of Dane being like, hey, can I send this in right now? And it's literally <laughs> like, I'm about to put the cypher out in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Anything else? I think... Uh, yeah, Saruta's Cypher too. Someone's like, yo, Saruta's a Cypher. That's yeah. one of the best. Ridiculous. Sure. Ridiculous. Um, all right, cool. So I think that's probably enough. We're like, we're at the like 30 minute. What up? Oh, Milano. What up, dude? Yo, yo can yo. you come be interviewed at some point? That'd be sick. <laughs> we got a good <laughs> guest lined up next week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got possibly two really like back-to-back -back guests that's gonna be crazy yeah we're gonna try to start joe roganing this thing you know <laughs> and just line them up <laughs> yeah um all right well we're already like 30 40 minutes into the podcast so we're gonna end this right now and then hopefully uh the next episode of this podcast will be preston putting together volume 154 uh like kind of like a journalism style yeah to hear the whole process no live stream though because you know your boy is going to be very comfy at home just in his underwear you know <laughs> doing the thing so no video for that but you guys will get a good insight into how i put that together yeah <laughs> so yeah cool next section will be pressing yeah putting together the, the cypher the next morning <laughs> dot 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 <laughs> all right guys uh let's do this <laughs>
That's <laughs> how I start every cipher. I sit, I sit down and I sigh, and then I go, let's do this. And I just say that to myself, and that's how I start every cipher. Good morning, guys. It's the day after. I'm actually sitting in my living room right now. Your boy's about to put in some work, putting together volume 154. Uh, damn, I can't believe I've done almost 154 of these. <laughs> almost all of them. Uh, but yeah, it's it's exciting every time. I love sitting down and listening to what you guys made. Uh, we definitely have a lot of turnt tracks this week, as usual. Um, you know, one thing I, I think I'm looking for with, with submissions is a wide variety of styles. And uh, we're blessed to get that, you know, um, every month we get a wide range of styles that you guys make from like turnt beats to some experimental stuff to drum and bass to jazz. Uh, some people end up singing on their tracks. Uh, we love all that, you know, like I, I think I, uh, I, I really like to encourage the creativity and and uh you know if i see an artist taking risks on these ciphers i definitely try to fit it into the mix as best as i can uh and that kind of like uh you know on that note it, it a little bit of what goes into making these ciphers work uh is uh the flow of the cipher and if your beat just doesn't flow with the overall sound or style or aesthetic of what's happening in the cipher the beat's probably not going to make it on. Uh, I, I spend about, you know, five hours, six hours on these ciphers. Um, it takes a long time just listening to all the uh, submissions uh, and then actually creating the cipher takes a long time. Uh, so what I'm going to do right now is give you guys a little bit of a snippet, a little insight into what it's like putting these things together. Um, I'm not going to sit here for five hours with you guys, but I've gone ahead and already listened to the 200 tracks turned in this week. Uh, I filtered it down to about 30 tracks, and uh, where I'm at right now in the process is I'm, I'm about to start pulling tracks into Ableton and uh, start sort of an order of flow of the mix. Um, so what I've gone ahead and done is I've, uh, I've listened to all the tracks, uh, made my selections, and one by one what I'm doing is I'm going down the list of the tracks that I have and I'm color coding uh, on my computer. You can assign a color to uh, a file. And what I'm doing is I'm color coding everyone's song according to its quote unquote style. Uh, and in this mixtape, uh, what I've kind of noticed is that we have a little bit of a mix of what I like to call turnt beats, uh, which are just, you know, any, any old turnt up, um, sort of drop heavy, atonal type of track. Uh, we also have a, a mix of a bunch of experimental beats, what I'll call experimental. Uh, and uh, yeah, so those ones are kind of playing with time, playing with rhythm. Um, and yeah, just a little bit more experimental. And then lastly, we have a bunch of uh, melodic beats as well. Not a lot of them, but we have some of them on this cypher. Uh, and what I mean by that is uh, the, I have a bunch of tracks here that are, that are harmonic. They're pitched to a specific key. 
Um, and if I'm going to mix them with another song, I got to make sure that they work key wise. Um, and what's great a lot of times is that uh, those types of tracks mix really well with the uh, the atonal style turnt beats. Uh, by nature of, uh, you know, the turnt beats aren't really locked to a key, so you can just mix them with any other song in the session and they should sound great. Um, but yeah, that's that's a lot of what the ciphers are built on. They're kind of dependent on what the flow is, like, you know, the... Uh, the uh, the sheer amount of tracks that I get in, uh, you know, and and I, I start to piece the cipher together uh, in in a way that hopefully flows really well. Um, so you know, a, a lot of times I get tracks in that are that are really dope that just don't fit the mix, and uh, they you know a lot of times they don't make it into the mix. Uh, and you know, I used to feel really sorry for those people, but you know, we do this once a month, uh, and, and it's just, it's a game. I don't really like to consider this a competition so much. There is a little bit of a chance that you're playing when you send in your cypher beat. So, uh, yeah, if, if, if you feel like you made a beat one time and it didn't make it into the cypher, it could have been a number of reasons why. Um, just keep at it, keep on going. You know, I, I take notice of every time someone submits a track. I love to see the progression of an artist starting from nothing and, and building their skills up. So, you know, I, I see that and I take that into account. And if I see you make some leaps and bounds in your progress with your music, I'm going to put your beat on the cypher, uh, because I'm, I'm proud of that. Um, and I see it. So, you know, like I said, it's not really a competition. The, the way to get your beat on a cypher, it does have a little bit to do with chance. Uh, and, and just, you know, if, 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 uh, if the beat mix in with the overall vibe of the cypher easily, then it's probably going to go in there on the cypher. Uh, but yeah, you know, all, all the bangers seem to make an on. <laughs> so what we're going to do right now is kind of walk down the list. Um, I'm going to play you guys some of the, the uh, beats that I've highlighted as, uh, as my favorites, because that's another thing I'll do. After I've color-coded each song according to genre, I'll actually go back and I'll mark my favorite beats with a little red, uh, little red sticker uh, so that way I know um, where my favorite beats lie within, uh, within my folder. Um, and that's usually where I start the mix from. I, I usually go down the list, I find the, the beats that I marked red, and I start with the one that I feel like is the strongest. And, and then I just start to go in, stream of consciousness style, no looking back. It's uh, <laughs> one thing I've noticed with making these ciphers is you can't, uh, you can't ever go back. It, at that point, like if I, if I stop while I'm making the cipher and I go back and I try to redo the beginning of the mixtape, at that point, it's going to take another hour of work. And, uh, you know, I, I've just noticed that the best way to do these things is just in one go. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do the best I can with the, uh, with the time I have available. Um, and, yeah, this is what makes these, uh, these ciphers exciting and fun. Uh, so I'm going to play a couple beats here real quick just to give you guys an insight into what I hear when I'm listening to these beats, um, more specifically the ones that I've highlighted red, the ones that I've favorited so far. Uh, we got some good stuff. So I'm going to shout out these artists, too, um, as I play their track. As long as they titled their submission or their WAV file, uh, that's one thing I noticed this week is a lot of people did not label their WAVs or, or uh, AIFs or MP3s when they sent them in, uh, and uh, that causes me a lot of hiccups. Um, so this is actually a great uh, time where I can uh, air my grievances, as they say, 
with uh with these submissions because uh yeah people be fucking up <laughs> they there's uh there's there's one beat that i have in here that's a mystery i'm gonna play it in a little bit because it just is it's literally the wave is titled ts154 great I, I have no idea who made that beat um i try my best when i see those when i see that i've downloaded a, a track like that i try my best to 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 note that and 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 go into the uh google docs and actually figure out whose beat that was uh but sometimes you know i'm flying through this thing and uh you know like i'm sitting here and i've downloaded a file called ts154 and i have no idea whose beat that is so please label your waves please label your aifs <laughs> Another couple notes that I'll make is that uh, a lot of times um, people will submit their beat and they'll send us the SoundCloud link, but they will not put it up for download. So please make sure that you've gone ahead and clicked edit on your track and say, make it for download. Because uh, otherwise I will not be able to download the beat. Um, we also ask that you guys send in a, uh, a separate submission link, like from a Google Doc or a Google Drive uh, we transfer or send space. We ask for a secondary download link. And a lot of times people don't do that. And what happens is I'm on the SoundCloud. Uh, I can't download the file and there's no submission link or extra submission link for me to go to to find the actual beat. So a lot of times like people will hit me up like, hey, why didn't you listen to my track or why didn't you download my track? And a lot of times it comes down to that. I, I don't have time to, to email you and say, hey, send another version of the track with the actual corrected download link. I just don't have time to do that. So uh, just pay attention, you know, make sure that you got all your dots checked, uh, dots checked. Um, and, uh, and we should be good. Um, the only other thing that I'll mention is that, uh, yeah, a lot of times people will send in the wrong SoundCloud link. They will not, you know, a lot of times they don't send the private SoundCloud link. Uh, so, I'm, uh, you know, if it's the wrong link, I'm not going to be able to actually access the file. Uh, the other thing that I'll mention, too, is that a lot of times I go to click on the submission link on SoundCloud and I'll notice that the artist has taken down the track. Um, and I think that's just because I wait uh, usually till the very last minute to put these ciphers together. Uh, and it might be the day before, might be a couple days before the actual cipher drop when I'm actually listening to all the tracks. And I think at that point, a lot of people think that I'm, I'm done listening and, and they delete their song off SoundCloud. Uh, and uh, yeah, so the, you know, if that happens, I can't even listen to the track. So please leave your submission links up even till the night before the cipher. I'm going to listen to them. I listen to all the beats. Um, yeah, and like I said, I, I've gone ahead and I've listened to all of them for this week, made my selections. I think I have about 33 tracks pulled in right here. And uh, I've already highlighted the ones that I like as red. Uh, so I'm just going to play a couple just so you guys can get an insight into what I hear when I listen to these things. Um, and also, I'm, right now, what I'm trying to do is figure out what beat I want to start the cypher off with. Um, yeah, and then, and then from there, I'm just going to progressively mix each track into each other uh, according to vibe. Uh, from wherever we start, wherever we start. It could be a turnt track, could be a melodic track, could be something experimental. It's different every time. I just kind of like to listen, figure out what catches my attention right away, and that's usually the beat that I'll start off with. So, uh, yeah, let's listen to the first one I have in red right now. It's uh, by Alex Martin. So let's check this out.
I skip forward a little bit. Oh my god. Yeah, that is certified bangers. That is very melodic. It's locked to a key. There's a chord progression. There's a melody. There's a bass line. Uh, it's extremely harmonic. So I, lo I love that. I love that tune. I actually might even start the cypher off with that beat. It's quirky. It's unique. It's different than the rest on the cypher. So it might be good to start it off with that track. Um, because it, it otherwise might be hard to find a place for that track to fit within the mix. But... I really like where that one's at. So let me go to the next one here. Lunar Labyrinth is the next one I have um, with the little red check next to it. Uh, this one also I marked as melodic, so I know that this one's harmonic as well. Uh, let's check it out. Let's see what it do. Skip forward a little. So once again, super melodic. This one's bangers. It's uh, it's in the. <laughs> I don't have perfect pitch, but I know that it's in the key of this minor. It's in the key of this. Mm -hmm, it's in the key of that minor, whatever that is. Uh, so I, I might even make a make a note there that says it's in it's in some sort of minor key. Uh, but I at least know that that one's super melodic. It's locked to a pitch. Uh, it's minimal too. I like that one a lot. That might be good for a second track if, as long as it mixes in with the, uh, the first song. Um, but I got to watch out for the key, you know, that, that, that's a super melodic type beat. So I got to watch out for that, but that's bangers. That's super bangers. All right, let's try one. Let's try switching it up. Let me go down the list. Buzz Jr. Yo, Buzz Jr. is, uh, an insane producer. He's made a lot of Team Supreme beats and every time he submits something, it's something crazy. So let me click on Buzz Jr. here. This one's labeled as Turnt. So let's see what it do. Let me skip forward a little. Yes, that's super dope. That that sounds dope. It's that I feel like that would be great as like a second or third track on the cipher because it's so minimal. It's not like too crazy. It's something that like I can use to build up the energy of the vibe of this mix. Um, the one thing that I will mention about that track is that uh, it's heavily swung. The percussion's got a lot of swing on it. So whatever I mix in with that beat, it has to make sure that the groove works with that swing. That's something that I'm going to have to pay attention for. And that's something that a lot of people do on Team Supreme Cyphers. Uh, I don't know if it's like the L.A. sound or whatever you want to call it, but the percussion on a lot of these beats is heavily swung. It's moved off the grid. A lot of times people will command four, turn the grid off, and just arrow key right or left to move things slightly late or slightly early. Um, and it's awesome. It gives tracks such a good vibe but it makes tracks really hard to mix into each other. Uh, so I, I like to take note of that, you know. 
Um, the other thing is like, you know, some of these beats, the, the snares are landing on the twos and fours. Some of these beats have the snare where it lands on beat three, where it's cut into halftime. Um, I got to be cognizant of that as well, because I want to make sure that those tracks all flow into each other as well. So, um, you know, if I hear something that feels really slow where the, where the snare is landing on threes, I'm going to have to make a note of that and make sure that that thing gets mixed in with the appropriate tracks. Uh, so yeah, that was dope, Buzz Jr. Caballero, let's listen to Caballero. That's next up. That's another turnt beat. Let's see, we might listen to a few more of these. So let me see what Caballero do. Yeah, see? Heavily swung. <laughs> I'm gonna skip four though. I like it. I like how minimal that is. That's easy to mix in with anything. It's not really locked to a key. Very atonal. Some pretty easy to mix in with uh, with anything. All right, let me go down the list. Let's let's play one more turnt beat here. I think I marked this one as one of my favorites. Uh, maybe potentially something else I could start with the start the cipher off with. Um, this one's by Loj L O J. This guy's insane. He made a dope beat on the last cipher. Um, yeah, let's let's check this out. So this is by Loja. I have this marked as turnt. So let's check it out and see what it do. Skip forward. Ooh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. So what I like about this beat and the reason why I think I'm going to start the cypher off with this beat is because it uses a lot of those screwdrivers and the samples that we gave out. It uses that drill sample and it's very clear. And uh, I like that. I like the idea of starting the cypher off with a beat that really highlights the samples that we used just to give people an idea of what, uh, what kind of stuff we were working with for uh, flipping these beats. It's just a great introduction track. So I might kick it off with something like that and then see where it goes after that. Um, let me play one more from the experimental uh, sort of uh, list of tracks that I have here. Um, just something else, something something very different. Uh, let's see let's see what we have here. I got a beat by P-A, P-A, just capital P, capital A. Uh, I have it labeled as experimental. So let's see what that means. Um, cause yeah, I, you know, I, I, I had to listen to over 200 songs for this cypher. It's hard for me to remember exactly what that beat sounds like. So great time to double check. So let's see. PA. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Oh my god, that was the whole track. It's 49 seconds long. That's amazing. I'm so down. It's crazy. It's at 80 BPM, but it's got a four on the floor like pattern where the kick's just landing on four on the floor. And then he's just doing this insane sidechain uh, sound design going off in the middle of like all the beats. That's pretty insane. That, that's it's very creative, very different than anything else in the cipher. And I like that he used the Team Supreme sample. Give us a little shout out in there. I like it when people do that. It's pretty dope. As long as you don't overdo it. Um, but no, that's 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 super tight. PA, shout out to PA. That, that that's some that's some unique creative vibes. Um, I'll give a shout out to Auden. I see Auden's in here in the experimental side. His beat's insane. I could sit here all day shouting out all the beats that I have because there's so much good stuff in here. The amount of talent out there is freaking insane. And uh, it's it's humbling listening to all your guys' beats. Like I sit here and my mind is blown every time we have a cypher. Um, and I hear so many artists that I've never heard before. Uh, there's tons of people on here that are just completely undiscovered on SoundCloud that um, are equally as good as artists that are touring big main stages nowadays. It's insane. Um, so yeah, there's a there's a crazy community out there of artists that are doing this stuff for the love of it, um, like your boys out here. Uh, so keep sending in beats. Um, you know, hop on our our Facebook, our Twitter. Uh, next time we put out a, a set of samples, get on it. Just send in a beat. You never know if you're going to make the mix. Uh, if it fits the vibe, it's probably going to go in. Uh, if, you, if you really turned up on the beat and made something crazy special, then it's probably going to get put in the cypher. But uh, it is a little bit up to chance. So go ahead, download the samples, give it a shot, and see what it do. Um, I feel like that that that's all my notes that I kind of had that I kind of wanted to talk about for the cipher submissions. Uh, at this point, what I do is I I start with the first beat, which I think is going to be Loj L O J, and uh, and start mixing everything against that progressively until the uh, mix is done. At that point, I'll I'll bounce it, I'll upload it, throw it on SoundCloud, and then I'll write up the track list, uh, and then I'll make the posts on social media. <laughs> Uh, basically, basically run the ship here. Um, get this whole thing ready for launch, uh, and then yeah, on to the next cipher, uh, which will be a very special cipher next month. I actually I reached out to uh, Nightbase, so we're actually going to do something fun with Nightbase, uh, AC Slater, and uh, yep, and all those guys out there. PD Clicks. It's going to be an amazing one. If you guys don't know what Nightbase is, go check it out. Familiarize yourself with their sound because that's going to be the direction of next month's Cypher. Uh, I'll just say four on the floor. Heavy four on the floor vibes next month. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, following that, we got something else very special lined up. So I'm in the process right now of getting all these Cyphers curated for the rest of the year. Uh, and um, 
Yeah, and, and just running the ship here. So I hope you guys enjoy volume 154. Uh, I think there's going to be maybe like 33 tracks on this one. So go ahead and check it out when it's out. Um, if you guys have any more questions about how I put these ciphers together, uh, hit us up at the Team Supreme Podcast at gmail.com. You guys can ask us any questions there. Uh, but I feel like that's it for now. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, checking this out. Talk to you later. Peace. <laughs>